Hi, everybody. I'm Gloria Moraga. E. Jean Carroll versus Donald J. Trump. Rape and defamation case. The rape and defamation lawsuit filed by writer E. Jean Carroll against Donald Trump goes to trial this week. Jury selection begins tomorrow, Tuesday, April 25th, in a federal court in New York. Trump's legal team has attempted to delay, 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 but the judge is not buying it. Now, the case stems from an alleged attack in a New York department store in the mid-1990s. Carroll was able to sue Trump thanks to a New York Adult Survivors Act that extends the statute of limitations for sexual assault victims to sue the perpetrators for damages. I'm Gloria Moraga, political woman. Please take a moment. Please subscribe to my podcast. Here is the backstory. There was once a beautiful, talented woman named Elizabeth Jean Carroll. She was born in Detroit, Michigan, but she was raised in Fort Wayne, Indiana. She was Phi Beta Kappa in college and a cheerleader. She was crowned Miss Indiana University in 1963. And in 1964, as a representative of the university, she won the Miss Cheerleader USA title. She also appeared on the wildly popular television show To Tell the Truth in 1965. E. Jean Carroll has written dozens of articles for some of the best magazines in the world. This gal can write. She also wrote for Saturday Night Live in the mid-1990s and was nominated for an Emmy for that work. Something else, she was the first woman to become a contributing editor for Playboy magazine. But E. Jean Carroll is most famous for her work from 1993 to 2019. During that time, she wrote a column called Ask E. Jean for Elle magazine. It was wildly popular. I loved it. It was the only reason I bought Elle magazine. I mean, that's me, right? It became one of the longest running advice columns in American publishing. So E. Jean, a famous, talented, beautiful woman working in New York, writing for an international fashion magazine. It was during this time in the mid-1990s that E. Jean was shopping at a high-end department store called Bergdorf Goodman's, which was located less than two blocks from Trump Tower. When she was shopping there, she ran into Donald Trump. And at that time, he was a real estate developer. He told her he was shopping for a girl and would she help him pick out a gift. They made their way around the department store and they eventually wound up in the lingerie department. It was there, she said, that he pushed her into a dressing room and raped her. She said 
It lasted less than three minutes. What happened next? This is what didn't happen. She didn't file rape or assault charges. She said he was powerful, and she basically feared it would ruin her career. Carol explained later, she said, I wasn't a victim of rape. I didn't want to be a victim. She said, it was a fight. I fought with him. I fought hard, and I lost. That was the way she described the attack. I just want to take a second to make this comment. How many other women have made that same decision? Because you know what? It doesn't matter how successful a woman might be. For some reason, and this hasn't changed in all this time that I've been an adult woman, rich men seem to have the power. Rich men have more money, more attorneys, and more power. And we still remain afraid of them. And instead of this getting better, it's gotten worse. It's gotten worse. The attacks on women continue. Back to the case. Carol told two friends about the alleged attack shortly after it occurred. And she did not publicly reveal this incident until she published her 2019 memoir. Well, you know who was president in 2019. Donald J. Trump. In her 2019 book, What Do We Need Men For? Question mark. A Modest Proposal. That's the title of the book. Carol accused two men of sexually assaulting her. One was Les Moonvins, and the other was Donald Trump. She said these assaults happened in the mid-1990s, and she was at the peak of her popularity. Now, if you don't know, Les Moonves was CEO and chairman of CBS Corporation. Now, both Moonves and Trump denied these allegations. Trump, though, went much further. He verbally attacked Eugene. He called her a liar. He said he didn't know her. Then he said, she's not my type she's unattractive. And here's, here's a quote. Trump has repeatedly denied the rape occurred and claims that what Carol wrote is total fiction. He publicly stated, quote, shame on those who make up false stories of assault to sell a book, asserting that it was a, quote, hoax and that he never met her and, quote, she's not my type. So he never met her and she's not his type. Okay, so now we go to November 2019. Carol filed a defamation lawsuit with the New York Supreme Court. And that suit states that Trump had damaged her reputation, substantially harmed her professionally, and caused emotional pain. And this is a quote from the lawsuit. Carol stated, quote, decades ago, the now President of the United States raped me. When I had the courage to speak out about the attack, he defamed my character, accused me of lying for personal gain, even insulted my appearance, unquote. And she stated that she was, quote, filing this lawsuit on behalf of every woman who has been harassed, assaulted, silenced, or spoken up only to be shamed fired, 
ridiculed, and belittled. End quote. After the suit was filed, White House Press Secretary Stephanie Grisham described the suit as, quote, frivolous and claimed Carol's story was fraudulent. Here's what else happened. Carol lost her job. She was fired from a job she loved and from a job that she excelled in. Carol was fired from Elle in February 2020, and she wrote on Twitter that she was dismissed, quote, because Trump ridiculed my reputation, laughed at my looks, and dragged me through the mud, end quote. Now, Eel maintains that the decision to fire Carol was a business decision unrelated to Trump. So that's the background. And here's some updated information on the case. And I am quoting from various news sources. And I got this information. Actually, everybody's, all the different publications are writing about this case. Here's what's been going on. So Carol sued Trump for defamation for impugning her truthfulness and for the tort of battery permitted under the recently enacted New York Adult Survivors Act that extended the statute of limitations for sexually assault victims to sue perpetrators for damages. Now, at this time, before the trial starts, the trial evidence appears to be heavily stacked against Trump. Although Carol's case does not depend solely on her testimony. So in other words, he said, she said, she's got other evidence, uh, other people, other witnesses. Trump's defense hinges on Trump's own testimony. It's clear from recent pre-trial rulings by Judge Lewis Kaplan. So here's one. On March 10th, 2023, Judge Kaplan ruled that as part of her direct case, Carol can introduce the testimony of two women who were allegedly sexually assaulted by Trump, one on an airplane and one at Mar-a-Lago during an interview of Trump for People magazine. Now, Carol has written about these two women. She has interviewed them, and they have told their stories, and those stories have been published. One woman is Jessica Leeds, and she's the woman on the airplane. Jessica Leeds was on an airplane flight when she met Trump, and via the uh, stewardess or person that works on the plane, <laughs> Trump invited Leeds to come up to first class. Leeds is now 74, and she spoke to the New York Times, so some of this is from that report. She alleges that Trump groped her while on a first-class flight to New York in the early 1980s. She told the Times, quote, he was like an octopus. His hands were everywhere. Now, Leeds was 38 at the time of the alleged assault and says she moved to the back of the plane without reporting the incident to airline staff. Now, the Mar-a-Lago incident is also going to be recounted during this trial. It's from sworn testimony of Natasha Stoyoff. She says Trump invited her to a private room when she was at Mar-a-Lago interviewing him. 
And then he pushed her up against the wall, forced himself upon her, and allegedly began kissing her. The importance of the testimony of these two women that it will show that Trump has a propensity to commit sexual assaults. And that's going to be permitted under rules of evidence. I have a link to a Yahoo article that I read that lists 19 women who claim they were assaulted by the former President Donald J. Trump. And I will include that link. It goes into their names and the incidents of, of how and when he attacked them. So that's some evidence that's going to be used by E.G. Carroll's attorney. But Judge Kaplan has also ruled that Carroll can introduce into evidence Trump's statements on the Access Hollywood tape. You all remember this now. We've talked about this. Kaplan found that in this case, a jury could reasonably find, even from the Access Hollywood tape alone, that Mr. Trump admitted that he, in fact, has had contact with women's genitalia in the past without their consent or that he attempted to do so. That is a quote from the judge allowing this tape. So right now, at this point, it appears right now that Trump has no witnesses to call to rebut these charges against him other than himself. So you know what that means. That means he's going to have to testify. Uh, the problem here is Trump's inability to stop lying. You know, he's, he's just a liar. And what will he do if he gets angry under cross-examination? I mean, it's no problem when his, his attorney's asking him questions, but the cross is going to be brutal. Now, in the past, even Trump's own former attorney general commented that it would be a particularly bad idea for Trump to appear on the stand because he lacks all self-control and it would be very difficult to prepare him and keep him testifying in a prudent fashion. So just to clarify, this is a civil case. This is not a criminal case. He can't really serve any time if he's found guilty. It's not guilt or innocence. It's whether or not the jury finds that he defamed E. Jean Carroll and that he harmed her. And they have to find that, that he did rape her. And that then in saying, calling her these names, he defamed her. I mean, she, she lost her job that she loved. So since it's civil, he can't really plead the fifth. If he refuses to tell his story, the jury can conclude that he's guilty. I mean, that's how it is in a civil case. And they can conclude that he he did rape her and that he did defame her. Wow. So that's one of the things that in the Fox case, you know, Fox folks, you know, the rich owner of Fox did not want to testify because you can't plead the fifth. You can't say, oh, I, I refuse to answer because then the jury can say, well, why not? Why are you a big fat liar? So, yeah. The jury 
selection starts tomorrow and they are going to be kept secret because the judge has said that he doesn't want any jury tampering and he doesn't want the jury to be threatened in any way. And this judge is not playing around. The trial is not expected to take that long. So that means we could have a verdict sometime in May. Whether or not this will hurt Trump in the long run, who the hell knows? <laughs> wow. I hope this has helped. I hope um, you will share this and let others know that this is the case of Elizabeth Jean Carroll versus Donald J. Trump. I'm looking forward to it. Again, I was looking forward to the Fox trial as well, and that didn't happen. I'm Gloria Moraga. I'm a political woman. I vote. Please subscribe. Please share. Um, follow me. Follow me on TikTok. Follow me on YouTube. I'm trying to get more subscribers, especially on YouTube, because I don't have very many, and I want to be able to go live and do more things if I have at least a thousand followers, and I need that help. Again, I'm Gloria Moraga. Be safe.